Welcome into another episode of Talking Ball, y'all. Tonight, we're going to sit down and preview uh, the Pearl River County high school football scene. Uh, we're going to speak to each coach from each school here in the county, uh, get their perspective on their team, talk a little bit about what's going on uh, in this time of the pandemic, uh, you know, talk about how things are, uh, how they're operating and getting things going as they get ready to kick off their season September the 4th. And all the guests tonight will be presented by the South Group Insurance Service Hotline. So sit back and enjoy. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic, our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We have the pleasure tonight to be joined by the head coach of the Popperville Hornets, Jay Beach. And Jay, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I tonight. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Jay, man, anytime we can uh, catch up with you is always good. But to know that uh, we're getting closer to potentially being on top of the Hornets nest and calling a ball game, certainly excited. Uh, for Jeff and I and for Jason Baker, who works our staff. What does it feel like for y'all, Coach, with the anticipation of, I guess we're less than a month away from getting this thing kicked off? We Our hopes are really high. We're trying to stay really positive. Uh, kids are working really hard. Coaches have been working really hard. And, you know, it, I give a credit to our coaches and our kids you know, it's it's tough working that hard and grinding it out, trying to get in shape, trying to coach your butt off, and then in the back of your mind, not really knowing if you're 100% going to play or not. And it, that, but to just put that doubt away and just keep working, that's, it's kind of been a little tough this year in that aspect. Usually we're super excited at this point, and we are still really excited, but then, you know, it's like, you don't want to get your hopes up and then get crushed. But I think the way it's looking so far and the things the state put out today and the way our governor has been uh, talking that I, I think we're going to play. I, I really, I really, uh, really excited. And I think we're really going to play football. Yeah. I think the governor earlier on social media called football essential. So <laughs> that's got to yeah. be pretty good news for us uh, folks that host the Sports yeah. podcast for yeah. radio in your yeah. industry, huh? Yeah, it makes you know football coaches feel pretty good when the governor's saying that. And we, I certainly appreciate it. So, Jay, when you look at uh, you, you've already kind of mentioned some of the weirdness going into this scheduling. You know, we lost Laurel and Mandeville on the front end of this thing, and then have added Biloxi. Just kind of talk to us about of the thought process, and then what went on with the scheduling? Yeah, we lost our first two games, and then, uh, you know, our set to open up with Mandeville, and I don't believe, you know, we had a good feeling that Louisiana was not going to start on time, and that turned out to be true. So, Biloxi had a similar situation, lost a couple games, lost to Louisiana school, had an open week, and uh, just 
uh, was able to hook up with them, get that game, playing in the Shrimp Bowl, and uh, was also able to pick up St. Stanislaus in our bye week. So we've uh, normally we had 10 games, and now we have nine. So we really only lost one game. Yeah, and I forgot Carrier on in, in that loss column as well. Uh, just seeing Mandeville last year, knowing Todd was back and Coach Gonzalez, I mean, we we had to lose one coach. I'm not all that <laughs> I'm not all that heartbroken not to see Mandeville again this year. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. I wanted to go back, get a little revenge, at least try to anyway. But uh, you know, when you take a look at Bluffs, you know, film it's not you know you're not gonna oh, be too uh, excited. <laughs> here we go. And see, I hadn't broken into the huddle yet, so yeah. I get in there and start studying that, and then my you'll get my anxiety going about Tuesday of that week through tech. So, <laughs> Coach, when you look at where this program is, man, I've won three of the last four 4A South States. Um, just incredible. When you look back, 2010, this is a program that didn't win a ball game. How does the bar continually get set this time of year for expectations to be playing in that last game of the year. How do y'all maintain this year in and year out? I mean, well, our kids are, I mean, we're having to work our, our butts off. I mean, we're having to develop kids from the seventh grade and, you know, and, and our kids are buy in. They're excited to play here. They know football is important here. And, uh, and uh, you know, we have to work our tail off to give ourselves a shot and then, uh, you know, last year we started off one and four, so uh, we was able to come back and and win some games, win a few big games in the playoffs, and get back to the state title game. But you know, it's just a lot of hard work, and uh, I don't know, just I don't know what what to say, Clay. Uh, the kids I believe they can win, and we have to earn everything we get. I mean, we're not going. You know, blow anybody's socks off or anything, but we're just going to work hard and try to stay close to the fourth quarter and win some games. We've been fortunate to do that uh, the past few years. Well, Coach, you're a humble guy, and you wouldn't say this uh, publicly, but uh, your staff and you, you know, if you were to check y'all's poll to the staff at that one and four start, Jeff and I and Jason, as we mentioned, are just so close, and y'all give us such great insight and access, but y'all never really. Uh, panic, never really wavered. I can remember talking to you, uh, I guess we were at Forest County, maybe that second trip. We went on that Friday, got rained out, and came back on Saturday. And we were talking, and you may remember this, because you said, you know, Clay, how long it's going to be before we can get back to 500. But it was in a sense that not, well, we may do this or that, just so confident heading in uh, to district play and I mean, the kids just feed off of that. Your staff and yourself, it's, it's just been a pleasure to watch. But to make it to the state championship game last year, Jay, if I could have sold you that on that night in Forest County, man, that was, that was, that was a lot of ground in front of us uh, to get to that ball game. Last year, just a bizarre year in a lot of ways. Yeah, it certainly was. And we knew we were playing some big boys at the beginning of the season. And, you know, we, we knew we had to play really good to win some of those games. Uh, but we knew it also was going to make us better. It was going to expose any any one of our weaknesses. We were going to get exposed, and and we were exposed. And so we knew what we needed to improve on. We worked hard on trying to improve it, and uh, you know it made us a pretty solid football team at the end. If we were 
if we were mentally tough enough to handle the losses without quitting, that was one thing I was a little worried about because we hadn't lost that many games like you know in a while. But we never did. We never we never quit. We never lost faith in ourselves, and, and uh, ended up making a little run at the end. It was special. Yeah, fine, Brian. Coach, let's turn our attention this year's squad. You talked about the hard work and excitement. Um, tell us uh, which group, Coach, has kind of shown out through this work and uh, maybe one group you, you're looking to kind of lean on as the season's about to get started. Yeah, we have six returning offensive linemen. Every line, every offensive lineman up there has started started last year, started through, through that playoff run. And we feel really good about them guys. Uh, you know, our, our quarterback, uh, whoever it may be, either uh, Matt Will or Nate Anderson or whoever it may be, will be brand new, uh, never have any kind of varsity experience at all. Uh, so so we're going to have some growing pains there. They've got a good competition going there. We're going to be fine there, but like I said, there's going to be some growing pains. Got it. Got some good good running backs back there in our backfield. Greg Swan was a thousand yard rusher last year, but he's playing a new position. Uh, he's moving over to the four back. We've got DJ Richard Bay going to play the, the three back for us. A big strong kid that played was going to be the starter, then hurt his shoulder. Tyron Holston moved into the wing back spot, which he played all defense last year for the most part. Tory Polk, Lid Moore, out at receiver. Uh, so we have we have some talent back there. We just need to get some experience. Uh, so I think we're going to be fine there. Uh, defensively, we got a lot of new faces, played a lot of new for different spots, and a new, a new defense. Uh, uh, so we will we'll be a work in progress. But I like what we got. I like the I like where we're headed. We've got some. New basketball guys out, and I, I guess we can talk more specifics about defense a little later. But uh, we got a new uh, coaching staff coming in. I'm really excited about them. Coach, you said defense, that new staff. Let's talk about uh, Khalid, and then also Tory Polk. Uh, Tory Polk and Khalid Moore. Moore had a sensational year, really, at that sophomore defensive end spot. Had a nose for the football. I don't know how many fumbles he recovered from that end spot. And then Torrey playing at secondary, you look at him, He, I believe he saw the Johnson kid from Laurel one week and uh, either the next week or saw Shepard. He saw probably two SEC caliber uh, wide receivers. Those two guys have a lot of potential. One's a senior, one's going to be a junior. Just kind of speak to their potential coach and what you expect out of those two guys. Sounds like we're going to see them on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, Tory was elected captain this year. Uh, he's had a great offseason, put on some weight, uh, run a little faster in his 40, so he's bigger, faster, stronger, uh, really become a great leader uh, this offseason. Going to play offense and defense for us. Going to play free safety and, and roll back there. And uh, he's going to be a really good player. He's going to be a really good player. Think he can play at the next level. Going to play receiver, too. Khalid Moore is also going to they're going to kind of split that receiver spot and uh, and then play full-time defense with Khalid playing defensive end. Khalid's six foot three, 200 pounds, can run. One of the top five fastest guys on the team. 
and and can run and, and, and aggressive and mean and athletic. So uh, got high hopes for him for sure. And he's been a great leader as well. Jay, I'm going to let Jeff jump in here. We're on these phones. Usually we're around his kitchen table, but for COVID, he knows I'm staying away from uh, folks. <laughs> and he's finally <laughs> rolling his eyes now like he does most of these interviews when I reel off the first picture. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I can see him rolling yeah. his eyes while he's got that mixed drink kind of rolling back <laughs> in his throat. But now, with distance uh, between us, I just have to envision him rolling <laughs> rolling those eyes. So I'm going to get out the way, Coach, and let him have his turn here. Yeah, I can envision that. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Coach, you know, we, we, we talked, we started the interview, uh, Clay did, you know, talking about the pandemic and things going on, and you mentioned uh, – you know how your program was doing, uh, handling that, and then you got into into the program talking about your guys. But uh, I just want to take it a step further. Uh, you know, Jay at at Poplarville, it's it's going to be a little different. These kids are used to playing in front of a packed house on Friday night. Do you know uh, that the state or the governor or anybody, uh, or have you heard yet? Uh, about a, a limit, a number of fans that are going to be allowed in the stadium. Uh, we've seen uh, the Mississippi High School Activities Association, you know, the the rules, you know, going along with the play, but it never states in there about fans. And I just want to know how different do you think the Hornets Nest will be at home in Poppaville with these kids on the field? It'll definitely be different. For sure. I mean, there's no no denying that. We have a great home crowd. We usually pack the stands. We feed off that energy, and and we're not going to have that. It's not going to be that way, but it's going to be different for everybody. We're going to, you know, we're so excited to play. We want to play so bad, we'll play anywhere. We'll go play in a parking lot. Uh, we don't care. We're just ready to play football. And, you know, once you get between those white lines, just focus on your doing your job and doing it uh, at full speed every play. So, and no matter if you got a hundred or five thousand, there's going to be a winner and a loser. You better do what you got to do to win. But we're definitely going. If if it's ten, twenty, thirty, forty percent capacity, we're definitely going to miss our fans. I mean, they are a big part of what we do. You know, it's twenty five percent, Coach. I may get some tickets and try to sell twenty five percent. That'd be a good markup value uh, there for the old Hornet now. Yeah, you might you might make a little money doing that. <laughs> you know, and coach, and I and I and I use that, and I, or I ask that question in a sense because I think it's going to be different for us as broadcasters too. Uh, me and Clay talk on a you know daily basis almost about things going on. Uh, we see it going around through the state. Of course, you hear all these the Power Five conferences talking about canceling and doing stuff with football. So I, I was just kind of curious on on a broadcaster side how it's going to be, uh, you know, we're fortunate that Poplarville has a crow's nest where we can be outside, but then looking at going and visiting other schools during this time of playing football, just how, how difficult or some uh, some obstacles we might run into as broadcasters as well. Yeah, there's going to be some more restrictions on people in press box, uh, things of that nature. Y'all might have to uh, – do some creative things, but I know you better bring your games. You'll have more listeners this year. Coach, <laughs> <So. laughs> you act like we got other games than, than our A games. Yeah, oh, I mean. I mean, this is somebody that uh, has listened to a few of our broadcasts and for, 
for that comment there, Coach. You better bring your A game. Now you got yeah. 75% of people at home listening. So. Yeah. Well, when it's fourth and short, whichever way you decide to go, we can, we can kind of do either first guessing or second guessing. Uh, that's not allowed. That's not allowed. <laughs> That's all. That's all I've got, uh, Coach. I, you know, I just we're just uh, everybody's you know got their eyes open with things going around the state and around the country as far as that uh, as far as that goes right now. But we're just uh, glad to be talking football and then can't wait to uh, actually see some football with our own eyes here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah Coach. One more question, and then we'll get you out of here, Coach. We know you've had a, a long couple of days to get this week started. When you look at y'all's schedule and district play, we've kind of really known what Green County was going to have. They're going to be under a new staff. What is the what's the insight? What's the district uh, potentially going to look like this year in your mind, Jay? I believe you know Green County is the district champs, and I believe they're probably favored to win it again. They have an enormous offensive line coming back. I mean. They have had some really big kids, uh, Division One type kids over there. The running backs back. Uh, I think they got to replace the quarterback, but they're they're set to go on offense. They can have a really good year on offense. Defense, they lost some, but they got a, you know, I think one of the, the best, one of the best defensive players in the district coming back, which was uh, their number forty-four defensive line. Yeah, unfortunately, and, uh, I remember great, him. You know, a great defense coordinator over there too. So. That I think you, you'd have to say they're the favorite. Stone County is going to be really good. Um, they got a phenomenal running back. Anytime a high school team has a phenomenal running back, you know they're going to be dangerous. So, and they're well coached. So you got to put Stone, you know, Green County, Stone, uh, Purvis had a great year. Some Rawls, well, if they they can make it to district, it'll be. They've been really unlucky the past few years and got some kids hurt. But if they can make the district healthy, they got some good pieces coming back too. And Forest County's been improving as well. Can't wait to get it started, Coach. We appreciate uh, y'all allowing us to call y'all's games on Friday night, man. Me and Jeff and Jason have just been blessed by this program and uh, blessed to be able to follow y'all. And y'all have gotten us uh, to the last game of the year, most every year since we've been on board. And I and I hate to say that's the expectation, but really we're not saying anything and, and well, on the phone with you that we don't say probably. That's how we plan. I mean, we plan to be in that last game, and that's due to uh, the way that y'all built this program. Coach, we certainly appreciate you, man. We appreciate you. You know, we feel like we got the best radio crew in the state. And if you can't make it to the game, you know, um, you guys can lay it out there as good as anybody. So we appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. Continue good health, man, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of health care options. The Highland Center for Women's Health provides total obstetrical and gynecological care for women of any age. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We're excited to get to visit with Jacob Owen, the head coach of the Coral Central Blue Devils tonight. Jacob, thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. 
Man, thank you. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you guys for uh, for doing what you do. Man, we're excited to be talking football. Gabe, kind of describe uh, to the listeners, it's what, 7.45 on a Tuesday night? What's kind of your view? What are you looking at right there, bud? Football? What is that? It's been so long since we... Been so long since we put on shoulder pads and a helmet and uh, went out there and actually tackled somebody and hit each other. Kind of forgot what it's like a little bit. Uh, we're just we're really really excited uh, to be getting the shorts off here pretty soon, putting some football pants on, some shoulder pads on, and go clack clack. Yeah, I bet, man. I bet. Um, and so, Jacob, the expectation going in from the staff and the players a full go. I mean, you've just got to set your hearts on uh, the fourth as a, a real true start date, and a week before that, a jamboree and and that's what y'all are looking at, right? Baby, we all in. We are all in, 100%. We playing football in South Mississippi. We're getting ready to go play uh, Bay High in the Jamboree on the 28th. And then we've got a four-quarter war over at uh, South State 4 a runner up Lawrence County. Lawrence County. Lawrence County had a good year last year, didn't they, Jacob? They did. They did. They, uh, they're a team and a program that got consistently better. Week in and week out, that coach does a phenomenal job over there of having them guys prepared. Just a, a really good football team and a tough place to play. All right, Jacob, let's talk the 2020 version of the Blue Devils, man. What are, what are we going to see? We know that you have um, your quarterback and Brunson. I don't know how many snaps that kid has, has taken. He's taken quite a few. We know you've got Heron coming back who had over 1,000 yards. And then we also know you've got some guys that you lost, of course, to, to graduation. Tell us about uh, this version of the PRC Blue Devils. We're excited as a staff about our football team. We feel like we're in a – even missing spring training, we feel like we're in a great spot. You know, we brought those guys in in June uh, five days a week. So, you know, if we weren't going to have a football season, I wish somebody would have told me back in June because uh, we sure have put in a lot of hours with these guys, uh, we feel like it could be a special group. Um, we got 26 seniors uh, coming back, and there a lot of those guys are sophomores that we depended on two years ago. You know, we kind of feel like this is the year that we've been building for. Uh, this is uh, our time to get back in the playoffs. This is our time to turn some heads. This is our time to play deep. Um, so it would be devastating, devastating for us uh, if we weren't able to play football. So that's why we can't even, you know, we can't even let our minds go there. Uh, we got a sophomore group, you know, behind them uh, seniors that uh, went 6-2 and two last year against 6A competition. You know, we scheduled uh, – they're that group that they didn't lose a game in 7th and 8th grade. Mm-hmm. I want to say they were like 18-0 uh, in two years. And um, we, we, we put, put a challenging schedule in front of them. Uh, we put them up against Gulfport last year, Hancock, St. Martin, Harrison Center, just, you know, a bunch of 6A schools. We played up, and they went 6-2. and Would have won the conference if we wouldn't have snapped it over the punter's head. You know, special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a, a junior group that's just, you know, when I first – that junior group was the, was the first group of freshmen that I had um, when I first got here. And we started with 21 that season, and we ended with 17. Um, but they're 17 great, great kids. Um, I'm talking about they're our 
there are spiritual leaders on our team. Um, we just have a good mix, man. We have a good mix. And I feel like if, if we all, you know, our seniors, our juniors, and our sophomores can all kind of blend and learn from each other and take a little bit from each other, that we're going to have a great, great football team this year. Um, and we're really excited about it. Coach, I know y'all wrapped up. I believe it was either last week or the week before the baddest, baddest devil. Am I saying that right? That's right. Yep. Tell us about that, Coach. Who competed well through it? Um, who who won the competition, and what and what that kind of looked like inside of y'all's program? Well, we had um, we had two seniors uh, going into the last day. On the last day, we run the mile. And uh, going into the last day, uh, Ty Herring and Brady Johnson were separated by by one point. And um, it was just something that uh, watching them two guys, and both of them are very, very, com- you know, they're, they're very competitive. They're different types of competitors, but they're very competitive. Like Ty, the night before he ran the mile, I, I, I knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going to go home, and he was going to research the things you need to eat the night before you run a mile. And that's exactly what he did. So he went, he ate a meal that was high in carbs. He went to bed really early, drank a lot of water. Uh, Brady, just a different, different kind of kid. He was like, you know, I don't care. I, I'll eat 18 donuts before I run that mile. I'm still going to run it in under six minutes, and I'm going to win this thing and be the baddest devil. And that's what he ended up doing. He ran a mile in five minutes and 46 seconds. Wow. Uh, ended up winning the baddest devil and scored, had a higher point total than anybody we've had uh one thing i'll say about this and, and we've i've been doing this now uh this baddest devil deal as an assistant coach and as a head coach for going on almost 10 years now this is my ninth year to be a part of it and um anytime you're senior heavy in your top 10 uh, which we were i want to say eight out of our top 10 were seniors anytime you're senior heavy in your top 10 you're fixing to be good and mm-hmm. Um, we're just excited, man. We're really excited. And so the Johnson kid, what you're describing there, obviously a leader. He played good football last year. I'm looking at his, his tackles. Tell us uh, about his on-the-field performance, Coach, and kind of what, how you expect that, that weight room and that workout mentality to translate to a senior year on the field. You know, we've got him in a little bit different role defensively this year. I think we've got him in something more that's going to, uh, number one, I think it's going to allow it plays to his strengths a little bit more. Uh, we're not going to ask him to, uh, to, to play man covers against a guy that's faster than him all night long. Um, he's going to play more of an outside linebacker, striker, bandit type guy that covers the flat and comes off the edge and tries to knock your headgear off. And uh, to be honest with you, that's right where he wants to be. Um, he's a guy that's physical. He plays with great effort. He's like a maniac out there. Um, and yeah, he, if, if we had 11 of him, nobody would score a point. And I can envision, and you're familiar with Wallace Barnett and that Popperville program, but it just kind of reminds me of that type of mentality from that linebacker position that he played such a strong role for Popperville a couple years ago. The only difference between the two is, you know, well, there's probably a couple of differences. Uh, Brady's probably never uh, jumped off a horse onto a bull like Ross has. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, uh, the only difference between the two on the field is Ross played that inside backer, so he was making a lot of tackles from the inside out. Brady makes all his tackles from the outside in. 
you know, if they were on the same team, I would hate to be in between the two. I can tell you that. Mm. And then tell us, and we'll, we'll promise I'll let you talk about other kids, but it's just the way that this has happened. The Herring kid, we had the pleasure of seeing him run the ball, uh, I guess that was last year. And his ability, the, the spin move in, in traffic, he's not a big back, but he just gets extra yards. When you look at him uh, prior to a game, you say, well, there's not going to be a whole lot of extra yards that he's going to get after contact. But he's got that ability, doesn't he, Coach? He does. Uh, his feet never stop moving. You know, if you, he reminds me. I don't know if um if you and uh and Clay or, or you and Jeff uh, uh, Baker and and Jeff were around whenever we played Purvis when they had a quarterback named Nathan Roseberry a long time ago. Nathan Roseberry was about tie size, but he was a kid that his feet never stopped moving. I mean, even when he got tackled, you could see his feet were you were still running. Um. Ties a lot like that. His feet are always moving. His legs are always driving. You know, his maximum effort is to get six yards and eight inches. That's exactly what he's going to get. He's going to get you six yards and eight inches. He's, he's going to give you everything he's got on every single snap. And I think one thing he did learn last year is, you know, he's got a little bit more in his repertoire than, than just, just effort. You know, he, can, he does have a little wiggle. Uh, he does have a little spin, but he doesn't really figure that out until he became a more seasoned runner but towards the end of the year. Um, so I think that's, you know, some things that he picked up on that made him a better back toward the end of the year, and we're going to see it, you know, at the beginning of the senior season. Coach, that wing T offense, you certainly notice as well as anybody, but the balance of uh, kind of a three-headed monster. Who else are we going to see uh, toting the rock for the Blue Devils, and what are they going to bring to this offense? Man, we've got some guys that's fighting it out right now. You know, really, we've got we've got three wing backs uh, that's fighting for one spot. Uh, we got a senior Eli Levine. Um, we got a uh, junior Zion Lockhart, um, and we got a sophomore Josh Capetta. Um, they all three bring you know different things to the table. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be the one that's going to give the best effort, uh, and who's the toughest. Uh, and obviously they got to know what to do. Um, them younger guys got to learn what to do. Uh, at the fullback position, you got Roddy Powell coming back. He's a senior. Uh, we got an upcoming sophomore, Destin Coleman, who, you know, by the time he graduates from here, uh, people will know his name uh, statewide. Yeah. I believe I remember him. If, if, if he's in that group that won that eighth grade uh, championship, uh, Jeff or Jacob, that we got a chance to call against uh, East Central that evening? Yeah. Yeah, he yes, was. He yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he was, a, he was special then. I, if he's grown, if he's done what he's supposed to do since then, I can only imagine. So, And, and Coach, when you talk about depth, is that some of what you're – I mean, it's just not numbers, right? What you're describing there, some uh, competition for that starting spot or for snaps, that certainly helps uh, practice be competitive and, and get where you want to be, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, our, 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 our motto this year, our mantra, if you will, is make it happen. You know, um, we're not, we don't have allegiance, uh, to one kid. We've got an allegiance to our team and putting the best, you know, the best individuals out there that's going to give us an opportunity to be successful. And, uh, that's what we're going, we're going to fight really, really hard to do. And if you're not exhibiting uh, the qualities and the attributes of a winner on a daily basis, 
you're not going to be on the field. Um, because we got too much talent around here this year, and we're too good not to go real far. Jacob, when you look at the way this district and the way that it's going to lay out, I mean, arguably, I guess, over the past two or three years, you could maybe say this is one of the toughest districts, if not uh, the, in the in the state. Is that going to continue this year, Coach, any fall-off in this district at all, or is it just going to continue to be really solid? top to bottom you know it, it is it's a, it's a monster it's a monster but you know i feel like we're a monster too so i feel like we can line it down and compete with any team on our schedule and any team in our district on any given night and we're, we're looking forward we just hope we get a chance to prove that jacob i'm gonna get out the way and let uh my co-host here jeff ask some questions but before we do man i wanted to say we appreciate your time always as always uh, good to visit with you and uh, continued success there, man. I love the energy and the attitude going in uh, to the season, and we appreciate you as usual. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. You know, and I really, I really only have one question. Uh, you know, Coach, talking about, I think we have had you on uh, probably back when there was no spring uh, with everything going on in, in the country and the state and everything with the pandemic, but. Uh, you've got. I know you have a new key addition to that coaching staff, and I've been impressed with him. Had a chance to meet him uh, a couple times, but uh, talk about the enthusiastic young man that you have, uh, kind of holding down your quarterback fort. Uh, it's Coach Dorian Badami. Coach Badami's a young guy. He's from uh, Jessup, Georgia. Played at a highly successful high school um, in Wayne County High School. They won a lot of football games over there in Georgia. Um, when he left there, he was blessed enough to have a uh, scholarship offer. Played four years of college football at Saginaw Valley State. Uh, always knew he wanted to be a teacher and a coach. Um, I think he GA'd one year while he was there uh, after he graduated and uh, really wanted to get into high school coaching and never came across an opportunity that he felt led to take. Um, when I advertised the position, he was one of the, you know, one of the first people to apply. Um, we were very, very impressed with him in his interview. He had been selling insurance. Um, just a great guy. Felt like he, he, you know, he brings a lot of energy. He brings a lot of energy. Um, and uh, that's what our kids need. They need somebody that's going to coach them hard and coach them every play. And uh, Coach Padami does that. Uh, he's been a good addition to our staff. He fits right in. He's got thick skin, too. So, and that's, you need that to be around us. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I said, I had a chance to meet him up at the uh, uh, the parent, you know, the parents meeting, and uh, I, you could see just the the few students or the the kids that was there. You know, my son came with me to the meeting, and he was over there talking to him. You could just see right offhand; hadn't been there that long, but he he looked like he just jumped right in uh, with the kids, the kids' names, and just uh, looks like he's a good fit to that uh, to that crew. He is. He uh, he enjoys what he does. Now, uh, you know, one thing, he's, he's kind of spoiled right now. I told him, I said, man, <laughs> I said, you got you got some of the best kids in our program that you're coaching. You know, it's, it's a pretty easy job. You know, you got some level-headed guys that don't miss a single workout and really, really work hard. You know, it's, they're a pretty easy group to coach, so don't get too spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we appreciate it. Like Clay had mentioned, uh, Coach, we appreciate you uh, – coming on and, and talking about your football team uh, amidst all this amongst all this pandemic talk uh, it, it's good to hear somebody 
uh, really enthused about his t- his team and not really bringing a down attitude, which is so easy to do in, t- in today's time with everything going on, uh, bringing that into the field house, but instead bringing, uh, bringing excitement, bringing joy, and uh, things that these kids need, uh, you know, they're ready to get on the field as well. So they need all the uh, excitement they can get. Absolutely, brother. We're going to bring positivity every single day. We're not going to listen to all that negative stuff. You know, you know honestly – Really, when it gets right down to it, I can't really blame the Big Ten, you know, for canceling football. You know, hey, you blame I, me when you hey, blame me on Twitter when I when I try to look around hey, and see what's was, going on. Oh man, I was, to be on that old Twitter machine. If I was a soft, weak-minded individual, I'd probably cancel football <laughs> season two. Oh my god! But good thing I'm not. Oh my god! <laughs> That's right. Good thing, Jacob. Oh, Moses. <laughs> good dude. All right. <laughs> All right, Coach. Before you get us uh, fired and yourself, we appreciate you coming <laughs> on tonight. All right, man. Love you. Love <laughs> Jacob. Love you too, brother. Hey, thank you, man. Appreciate thank y'all, you, brother. brother. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank you, Bye. Jacob. Bye. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we're reshaping the mammography experience. We are the only facility in the region offering a 3D mammogram with the lowest patient dose of radiation, all with increased comfort and confidence. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. We're blessed tonight to be joined by Cody Stodden, the first year head coach for the Picayune Maroon Tide and uh, Cody, man, it's good to get a preview from uh, you, good, you guys tonight and to be actually uh, talking football and less than a month out now. So just kind of tell us uh, what it's been like for you over the last few weeks is ramping up and getting ready to go. Well, you know, ever since June 1st, whenever they, uh, the MHSA gave us the go-ahead to continue with our summer program, uh, of course, with all the guidelines and restrictions uh it's been new to all of us but you know our guys have been uh really excited about being back and and uh you know i know throughout the whole summer uh they they couldn't wait to get school started i mean i think you know they're more excited about being back and it's making us exciting you know you know so i was telling a lot of people football is what we do you know it's, 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 it's i'm surrounded by a bunch of guys who are football players football coaches and you know that's that's our life and our livelihood and, and uh we're just ecstatic right now that we're having an opportunity to to be back doing it. You know, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that everything keeps going the way it is. Cody, when you look at it, uh, we mentioned it and bringing you on first year uh, head coach. And what a bizarre uh, time to do this. We kind of talked about it uh, the last time that we had on. But as you close in on really uh, being in charge for the first uh, in-game situation, how surreal has all this been uh, your first go-around here? Well, I mean, you know, I picked the right time to become a head coach, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think I told you that before. But, you know, yeah. it's, you know, we, we of course, it's, you know, the whole situation that we're in right now with this pandemic is on the back of your mind. But, well, you know, when we're, when we're all around each other uh, over there at the field house and around the football field, that, you know, all that kind of goes out the window. Um uh, we are, you know, what you, I guess you would say, our sense of normalcy we're in right now with this new normal we're dealing with. But, uh, I mean, the excitement's in the air. You know, we, we're close to uh, 
getting to where we wanted to be, you know, when we said, okay, football season starts in the fall. Football is meant to be played in the fall. Um, so, like I said, you know, we pray, we, we cross, cross our fingers. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're just excited that hopefully in September 4th we'll be, uh, we'll be knocking heads with Meridian. Yeah, and you actually, I mean, you, you kind of described that they're coded in a funky way, and I know you've mentioned uh, the pushback, but you've gotten to spend a pretty good amount of time with your team and going to have an uh, additional week or two of prep there. Um, you've had to use it, I'm sure, wisely, but that time spent with a team that went 14-1 and one, uh, last year. Now, high school football, of course, uh, you're rolling off a, a great senior class, but that time spent has been valuable, I'm sure, since June 1. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we graduated a really good senior class, but we have a really good senior class coming back. Uh, these guys are great leaders. They're, they've taken, you know, the bull by the horns. They, they're running with it. They, you know, even though those guys are gone and missed, you know, it's their team now. It's uh, these seniors. It's the Garrett Hunters, the Colin Bittons, the Caleb Jones, the Thomas Daniels, uh, the Isaac Higman, you know, Nick Doan, and I can go on and on. And, it's their team now, uh, and they're acting like it. They're, they're, they, they've taken over that role, and they've taken over that role really well. And uh, you know, it's a new season, and uh, we just we can't get uh, can't wait to get it started. Cody, you mentioned some names there, some guys that's going to be filling some gaps, some guys that played a productive snaps last year. I uh, can't go through without at least mentioning uh, the line, some of those key components that you, that rolled off, and then also. Um, Cam Thomas, who ran for over 3,500 yards, accounted for over 3,700 yards of um, total yardage and 48 touchdowns, led the nation, I believe, is what Max Prep had in, in yardage. And then uh, Kate Turnage in the backfield as a, a fullback and at the other side, I believe, led the team in tackles. Those two guys, and in, in who's going to be next man up in that backfield for the Tide? Uh, Cody, it seems like I hate to use the term plug and play, but uh, through the years, uh, you've, you've had a front row seat to some tailbacks who have been special in that offense. Who are we going to see this year toting the pigskin? I know the Samples kid had 10 touchdowns, and then uh, the Dydell kid, Robinson. Who's going to be uh, toting it for y'all, Cody? Well, I mean, it's it's going to be a running back by committee, but we've got Austin Samples, like you said. He's back for his senior year. Uh, Tremendous athletes going to play on both sides of the football like he did last year. Uh, same with Dorian Robinson. He's a junior this year. He's going to continue to play on both sides of the ball. Uh, and Dante Dowdell is a sophomore this year. He ran for us as a freshman last year. Um, we've also got a couple other small, uh, young backs. We've got Desai uh, Conti and Demarius McGee. Uh, they're sophomores. They're going to get a few, you know, they'll get some few reps back there. And we got our fullbacks, Peyton Waddell, uh, Peyton Wells, and uh, Donnell Smith. You know, we got, of course, we got a stable of guys back there. And, of course, we got our wingbacks, <clears throat> Nick Doan and Noah Carter and Andrew Willis. So, I mean, we've we got, a, we, you know, we've got a bunch of guys and a bunch of options. But, of course, it always comes down to those guys up front. I mean, regardless of who you put back there, it's going to come down to what we do up front, and, you know, year in, year out. Uh, we've, been, we've been blessed to have some pretty dang good offensive linemen. And, you know, and that's what we lean on. That's what we hang our hat on. And, and uh, you're only as good as those guys up front, offensive and defensively. So, you know, that's like, hey, I mean, like you said, I've, over the past few years, I've seen many of the great ones come. There's two, two we had last year, Cam and Cade. They're going to do great things for the colleges they're going to this year. And, you know, we're going to miss them, but it's, uh, it's a new year. And 
And uh, once again, we're going to be relying on that offensive line. Coach, tell us more about that O-line. Uh, last year, watching y'all, of course, we knew Popperville on radio. And so just watching y'all line up, just the size. I mean, I, you mentioned it, that Picking has for years really prided itself on offensive line play. But that may have been the biggest group that I can remember. Tell us about the size of, of this offensive line. And, um, I mean, you were an offensive lineman. Tell me what you think about this group. Well, I mean, you know, we're not your typical 6'6", 300-pound offensive lineman. We've got a group's, good group of good-sized high school athletic offensive linemen. I mean, you take, for example, I mean, they're not small, though. I mean, Colin Denton, 6'3", 250 pounds as a center. Uh, he's got three years, four years playing experience. He's long snap for four years, and he's got two years starting experience now. Garrett Hunter, uh, six six foot, two hundred ten pounds. I mean, the kid runs a plays guard, runs a four eight, and wow. squatted five hundred fifteen pounds the other day. Mm. Uh, Caleb Jones, our other guard, he's six foot, two hundred fifty pounds, runs runs about a four nine five flat forty. He squatted five hundred pounds the other day. Uh, we got Thomas Daniels coming back. Uh, you know, he he kind of got banged up right there toward the end of the year last year. He played tight end for us. He's going to move into that tackle spot, which was we lost two pretty good ones there, but. You know, Thomas is Thomas is a great player. He can hold his own. Like I, I feel like we, you know, we lost two All-State tackles and we just replaced him with another one. And uh, we've got some other guys that we're, you know, we're, we're anxious to see in, down there in the trenches. Uh, Ryan Pascal, uh, Kiwan McGee, Isaiah Evans, uh, Trey Dorsett. And, you know, we're just anxious to really get them pads on to really see what some of these, uh, these up-and-coming guys can do. Cody, I think uh, when some people around the state see the rushing yards year in, year out, see the scores, really. I mean, this is a high team. We look at uh, points on the scoreboard. This is not – I don't say it's a ground and pound. When you talk about athleticism and the way that this offense through that uh, toss out to the side really can get to your edges and hit home run type runs, how important is that athleticism and, and really speed from your offensive lineman? Well, I mean – you know, having an athletic offensive lineman goes a long way. First of all, you know, we we get so many different kinds of defenses. Like where our guys have to think on the fly. We got pretty smart ones up there too. So they're you know they they're no dummies. They have to they have to learn and, and uh, improvise as they go because you know week in week out we we will see defenses that don't even have names to them. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, and we pride ourselves in that. We pride ourselves that, that people have to prepare to. Uh, try whatever they can to stop us. And uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, you tip your cap to the other team when it does. And But uh, we always say, you know, if we can ever play a team that has a name defense, we like our chances. And so <laughs> but having that athletic, athletic athletic ability out of those guys up front, it just goes a long way. You know, four quarters in South Mississippi is tough. Mm-hmm. At 48 minutes and starting in September and, you know, early October, it's hot. And, you know, we, we just pride ourselves being in shape and being in, uh, being some good athletes. Cody, when you look at the guys that are returning, yourself and the staff, uh, just an incre- incredible uh, year and a storied uh, run there for Coach Lee. Sometimes you learn, learn more from losses. Oftentimes in life, really, we learn more from losses. What What do you take away, of course, the heartbreak and this and that? I'm not going there. But the lessons learned from a loss, like the, the state championship game uh, last year, what do you think you as a staff and the players – I'll take away away from that. Well, you know, like you kind of said it best. Nothing humbles you more than than a defeat, and uh, it humbled us. You know, but it, it it 
not only for the players, but as, as a staff and whole, uh, we just realized, you know, we need to work that much harder. Uh, we take pride in having that saying, you know, get better every day. So um, it, it, it gave us, you know, it gave us a burning desire now to get back to where we were. We want to get back to to that game. Uh, it ain't going to be easy. Uh, it's going to take a lot of luck, take a lot of hard work. But, you know, you learn and you learn from those losses. Like you said, Clay, I mean, there's no better way to say from If you can't learn from a loss, then you're never going to get better. And uh, and that's what we pride ourselves in. We, we, we strive to find one way we can get 1% better every day. Cody, when you look at last year's team, and you've kind of tipped your hand to this question already, but you had some guys, uh, really a lot of guys, play both ways. Uh, that attitude, that mentality going to stay the same because we talked a, a pretty good bit about offense. I'll flip it over and kind of give you a chance to highlight uh, some of your defensive guys who may be some of the guys we've already mentioned here offensively as well. Will we see a lot of two-way guys again? Well, yeah, a lot of those guys we mentioned, you know, they're going to be seeing action on, on both ways. Uh, you know, we feel like we want to try and get the best players on the field. And uh, sometimes it might be a guy that's played 100 snaps. Jay Sean Lee's a game, name I didn't mention. Uh, he's coming back as a receiver for us. He's going to be a cornerback. He's a, you know, he's, he's developed himself into a leader for our defensive backfield because we have to replace a whole defensive backfield, basically, besides him and Austin. And, uh, our linebacker core, Nick Doan, has, has taken that over, and he, he's done well with it. He, he, he's, he's taken it over, and, and it's his own now. And same thing with these defensive line. Carson Connor is, you know, he's, he's the only returning starter up front up there, and he's, you know, he's taken, he's, he, he's, he's the leader of it now, and it's his. You know, he's taken over that role from from Elijah Jenkins, and and uh, now it's Carson Connor. So, but a lot of these guys, you know, we, they're going to have an opportunity to to play a bunch of snaps and play both ways, and. Um, you know, it's just the way it is for us, and that's how it's always been, and that's our attitude. You know, we're going to, for 48 minutes, our guys should be dead tired on our way home, you know, after 48 minutes of a battle. And, and Saturdays, they shouldn't want to get out of bed, but <laughs> that's just how that's just how we pride ourselves, and that's just how, 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 how it's been. And, uh, you know, it's, it's our job to get them in shape and prepared. Cody, man, we certainly appreciate uh, your time, we know y'all are really busy and it's late. Um, thank you as always for the podcast. You've been a great friend of us and always been willing to come on. I think you're, you've are you got to be at least in the top three of all-time guests, man. We've used you uh, football and baseball-wise and you've never uh, said you've got something else and that we couldn't get to you. And I certainly appreciate it by Jeff and I. Hey, guys, I really appreciate y'all. Thank you, Cody. Thank you.